Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Ksoynes Bad Koydesh. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Achrei, that year that Shabbos was on the 24th day of the month of Nisan, and it was also the Shabbos that blessed the month of Iyar in the year Tavshin Lamid Vav, 46 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it speaks about the priest's garments. So it says, Ksoynes bad koidesh yilbash. He should wear a shirt made out of linen. Umichnese bad yilbash. He should wear pants that are made out of linen. Ubaavne bad yachgar. He should tie himself with a linen belt. Ubmitznefes bad yitznoif. He should go ahead and wear a hat um, also made out of linen. So that's referring to the four garments of the regular priest, and they're all made, each one, as you see, made out of linen. And the Torah says, Big day koidesh heim, they are holy garments. So the Rebbe says that in the Hasidic discourses from the Chabad rabbis, and in the Talmud, and in Torah's Koyanim, on, on the Parsha, asks a very simple question. Why does it say bad linen by each one of the items? It says four times bad linen in the same verse. I know the truth said at the end, they were all made out of linen. Each time, four times linen, why does it do that? Question number one. And so, so actually the Talmud learns out from here, the reason why it says bad, 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 four times linen, to teach you it shouldn't just be regular linen. It should be something very, very special. It should be fine linen. That's what the Talmud gives the reason. Now we know that the priestly garments are very, very specific. In other words, you can't wear more than four garments, you can't wear less. They're very, very specific. In other words, see, obviously every one of the garments is very, very specific. So one component is that each garment is unique. And the second component that they all together comprise something unique and something special. special. And that's, matter of fact, that's how we learn now from the Talmud, because it says four times, so we know it's the best type of linen. And how do we learn it out? Because it says four times, because they're all included together. So you see there's two components. One is that each garment is specific, everyone is unique, and then all together they come out and they represent something unique and something very, very special. So now they're just going to explain beautifully, from a Kabbalistic perspective, every one of these garments. So Rebbe brings, and he says it's brought down in the Hasidic discourses from the Chabad Rebbeim, and he starts with mentioning the Alter Rebbe, the Mittal Rebbe, and the Tzemach Tzedek, that they bring from the Ramak. The Ramak says, a big Kabbalist, that the four garments, the four white garments of the priest, is, is connected to, corresponds to the four letters of Hashem's powerful name of Yudke Vavke. That's what the Ramak says. What does that mean? The Rebbe explains as follows. So, we know the matznefes, one of the four, if we'll do one garment at a time, the matznefes, which is the hat. So that's referring to which one of the spherot? It's referring to the sphere of keser, a crown. And matter of fact, you see specifically, where do you wear a hat? You wear the hat on top of the head. The head is chachmabina, das, and on top of the head is keser. So the hat is worn on top of the head, uh, uh, on top, which represents the idea of keser. Now, what was the spiritual significance? So we know it's Kesser. It's connected to Kesser. But the purpose of the garment, of the hat that the priest wore, 
was to atone for what sin? The sin of arrogance. In Hebrew, it's called gaiva, arrogance. Why? Because the fact is when somebody is arrogant, it affects even above your head. What's the expression in English? You can lose your head. Arrogance will cause someone to lose their head. You'll go, you'll do things which are not even logical, just for the sake of arrogance or from the drive of arrogance. So since arrogance affects somebody above their head, so the atonement of arrogance has to come from a place above their head. It comes from Kessler, it comes from the head of the Koyin. Now, so what are we saying? That the Mitznefes is connected what to the idea of Kessler. Shreba says it's not a contradiction to what the altar taught us that in reference to the Mitznefes, the hat, we know the hat, the length of the hat is 16 amois, 16 handbreadths. And like the Rambam says, clearly that 16 hours when he speaks of the, the measurements of the, of the, of the ornaments of the Kayin, of the Kayin and the, and the base of Mingdash, etc., he says it's 16 amois. What's the idea of 16 amois? So the author explains that 16 times 2 is how much is 32. What is 32 in Kabbalah? We know 32 in Kabbalah is the 32 strands of Chachmah. So in other words, what's the Mitznefes? which is basically half of the 32 strands of Chachmah, it's referring to the idea of Moichin, intellect, not in Kesser. We just learned that Metznefes is on top, so it's Kesser, and that atones for arrogance, which is the sinners above the head. The altar says that what is connected to the idea of Chachmah. So the Rebbe explains, because the idea of Kesser is, not that Kesser should stay aloof, the idea of Kesser is when Kesser comes down into Chachma. So there is a connection between the hat and the head, because you don't wear the hat in, in mid-ear. The hat is worn on the head. So the same thing also, Kesser is connected to Chachma, and that's why the, um, Metznefes also has the component of the numerical value of 16, which is half a 32, which is connected to Chachma, because even though ke- it's Kesser, but it's connected to Chachma. And that's why, going a step further, what we just learned, the cat, the, the, that the Metznefes comes to atone for arrogance. Now, arrogance, we said, what's the Hebrew word for arrogance? Gaiva. Gaiva made, is made up of four letters. Gimel, which numerically is three. Aleph, which is numerically one, which is already four. Vav, which is six, which is already ten. And Hey, which is five, which is fifteen. So the numerical value for Gaiva is fifteen. How do you say 15 in Hebrew? Yud is 10 and Hey is 5. In Kabbalah, what does Yud represent? Yud represents Chachma and Hey represents Bina. In other words, that Kesser, the crown, is coming to fix what? And elevate the guy with the arrogance. Arrogance is weird. Yud, yud and Hey, Chachma and Bina, because that's we, just the same idea that even though it's Kesser, but it's the way Kesser comes down into intellect. Again, so just to recap, what the Rebbe is saying is like there's two points. Point number one is that all the garments of the priest represents the four, four letters, there's a name, a name of Hashem, Yud, the Hey, the Vav, Hey. The first garment we spoke about is, is the Mitznefes, the hat. The hat is what? That's something which is represented to connect to Kesser, but not Kesser aloof, but Kesser is connected to Chachmah. So it has a connection to Kesser and Chachmah, which is the first Yud of Hashem's name. And also, it's connected to the idea that it elevates the idea of, of arrogance, which you, with arrogance, we said numerically, is yud hey Chachma, and Bina. Okay, so that is what, that's the hat. Now we're going to go on to the Avnate, which is the, which is the, uh, the belt that the, the, that the Kohen wore. What is the purpose of the Avnate? What's the purpose of the belt? That is to atone for, for um, thoughts of sinning in the heart. 
and and um, and and that's why. Where, where's the belt worn? The belt is worn next to uh, just underneath the chest, underneath the heart. Because the idea of the of the avnit was to atone for, for for sinning in the heart. Now, so that's the atonement part. What's the spiritual significance of it? That the purpose of the belt is to connect. Makif, because the belt goes around, but it's but it's connected to the person, so it connects Makif and Panini. It connects the um, super energy with the internal energy. What does that mean practically? And we see uh, simply that the belt is is, is uh, connected to the body. It surrounds the body. So you see, it's Makif with Panini. What does that mean? What does it mean? What does it mean practically on a spiritual level? So explains like this: that which idea is of the belt is to draw in the Makif energy into a Panimius, into an internal way. In other words, that through the belt we bring in from Makif into Pnimi. In other words, what is the idea of drawing a Makif to Pnimi? So, the expression in Zohar is Bina Libo, which means the idea is that it should go from Bina, from intellect, into the heart, and then from the heart, the energy should go into every, every, in the whole part, in, in the whole part of the body. In other words, as we know that it says in the Zoyar that the, the lave, the heart, is from the three rulers of the human being. And that's why the heart is polyg bechol shaifen. It spreads out through the whole body. In other words, from the, from the heart, it goes into all the limbs of the, of the person. In other words, what, what does that mean practically? That means that the avnate, the belt, represents drawing in bina liba from the intellect into the emotions. So, just to recap, what they're saying is like this, the avnate is the belt, and that's the connection, makif to primi, bina into lave, and as it goes from makif, from the intellect, which is makif for the heart, and from there it goes into all the emotions. And that's why, it's interesting is, that the length of the belt was 32 hand breaths. Why? Because what's the idea of 32? 32 is, is, is lave, is the heart. And the idea is to bring in the makif, into the 32 of the heart. And, um, but the difference is like this. In the Mitznefes, what we learned before, so it goes from where from the Kesser into Chachma. So the Rebbe says that by the Mitznefes, it goes from Kesser into Chachma. Over here, it goes from Bina into Namidois. But by Kesser, when it goes from Kesser into Chachma, it's, it's done in a concealed way, it's covered up. And matter of fact, that's why Mitznefes is, it comes from the word of, by reference to Yosef, it says, Safnas Papaneach, it's referring to a secret. However, when it comes to the belt, it's done more in a revealed way. So again, just to recap, we learned about two things. The hat, it goes from Ketzer into Chachma in a concealed way. And um, the belt goes from from Bina into the Midois, and that goes in a revealed way. So that's already connected the idea of of the he, the second letter of, of Hashem's name, which is Hey, which is referring to the idea of Hey, which is Bina. So again, so Yud is for Chachma, that's what Kesser and Chachma for the hat. Hey is for Bina, and that's already connected to the belt, and that's where the belt where, where the from the Bina goes into the Midos. Now we're going to talk about the Ksoinus, the pants, the Koyim War, and the purpose of the pants war to atone for the sin of spilling innocent blood. What's the connection? Because we know that the kasoinus, the shirt, is what when you think about the shirt. What shirt do you think about in the Torah? The famous kasoinus pasim, the famous uh, shirt of, of of Joseph that they went ahead and they they dipped in blood. So the the, the shirt is to atone for any type of uh, any type of bloodshed. Now, 
What is the idea of bloodshed? So there's physical bloodshed. And now there's going to explain spiritually. What means spiritual bloodshed? Remember something like this. Spiritual bloodshed, so it says, it says in, in, in the Torah, Shoifech dam ha'adam ba'adam. That they spilled blood of the human bi'adam in the human being. So the Arizal says, one second, Shoifech dam ha'adam. It was innocent blood was spilled. But what is the second adam? Dama Adam, be Adam. What's what's the what's the second what's the second what's the second Adam? So now Rizal explains uh, it's referring to pouring the blood of Kedusha, of holiness, into the into the into the human being, the animalistic person. And it was Adam of Lumaza. So as he says it's Shreifik Dama Adam, what is this this physically, God forbid, killing somebody, but then this spiritual killing somebody. That's when you take your godly soul and you invest it in the animal soul. And the animal soul takes over. Now the godly soul is so to speak dead. You kill the animal soul. So in other words, so besides the fact that you need to have the atonement for taking the godly soul and, and, and coming, getting sort of be killed by the animal soul, you have to have, like there brings in the verse in the prophet that says, Chayil Bolavi Yikenu, you have to swallow it and spit it out. In other words, you have to take out the holy sparks that were, that were downgraded. Because God forbid when the animal soul takes over the godly soul, so the godly soul is downgraded, so now you have to go ahead and take out the godly small sparks that were downgraded. Now, when we go ahead and we elevate the, the sparks that were downgraded into the animal soul, like it says, that it took over the Raloi. So never explains, what does that mean? That you take out the sparks that were there before. And you have to take out the, 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 the sparks that went down in, in, into the animal soul. And what happens then is, this shirt, we know... When you wear the shirt, it actually was a long shirt that covered the body up until the feet. What, what does that represent? So that represents, as we said before, Yud, Hey, Vav, we're holding by the Vav of Hashem's name. This, the Ksoinish represents the six emotions, or all the seven emotions, which means including Malchus, but not the way it's part of Malchus. The way they're separate as emotions, not the way they're part of Malchus. So in other words, saying like this, the Ksoinish represents what? The Vav, which is the emotions. But what and what, what and what does that mean spiritually? We're referring to and it atones for bloodshed. But what type of bloodshed? Atones for bloodshed where the godly soul was downgraded what into the animal soul. So so far we did the hat, kesser into chachma, the belt which goes from bina into the midos, and then the um, shirt which is referring to the, the midos. We had the atonement of the hat for 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 um, for arrogance. We had the atonement of the the belt for uh, uh, inappropriate thoughts, and then we had the atonement of the of the shirt, which is for bloodshed, physical bloodshed, and obviously spiritual bloodshed, where the godly soul goes into the animal soul. Now we're holding by the last one, which is what, which which is which is the which was which is the pants. So the pants, we know it says in the Torah, to cover up the nakedness of the human being. In other words, so what does that come to atone? It comes to atone for the sin of forbidden relationships, which actually speaks about in the Pasha afterwards. So that's what it comes to atone for. It comes to atone for forbidden relationships. What sphere does it refer to? So we're holding Yud Hey Vav Hey. We're holding the last sphere, the last name, last Hey of Hashem's name, which is referring to the sphere of Malchus. What is Malchus referring to? Malchus is basically a receiver. In Kabbalah, it's called Nukva. And those with that is referring to the Jewish people 
Because the Jewish people, Hashem is uh, Zah, the Jewish people are Malchus. What's, it tones for, for the Jewish people that, because we need to have extra holiness and extra purity. And specifically when it comes to a healthy relationship and, 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 and Jewish and, and godly relationships. And we have to be careful because the feet, so to speak, go down, unfortunately, get involved too low. So we have to elevate it and we have to purify it. And that's why the, um, the the sinus the shirt was on the whole body until until the thighs uh, until until the waist uh, because that's referring to the, the emotions the, the 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 shirt literally covered the emotions part however the pants already go from the waist down all the way down to the feet um, why because it goes because it's referring to malchus which goes down to even lower and that's why the the name for pants is called michnasayim. It comes from the word of kindness, where it gathers in. What is Malchus? Malchus is a receptacle, it's a vessel, which is referring to the Jewish people, that we take in all the powerful energies from on high. So, so far we had an explanation of the four garments. They represent Kesar to Chachma, they represent Bina to the Midois, the, the emotions, and then to Malchus. Again, the atonement from, from, uh, um, from arrogance, from inappropriate thoughts, from bloodshed where you bring down the gods onto the animal soul, and then for forbidden relationships. That's the four garments. Now we're going to go into the idea, what do we say, what are these garments called, what did the Torah say? They're big day Kodesh, they're holy garments. What does that mean, the holy garments? The intent is that all the garments have to be, they have to be holy. What does is, what is holiness refer practically? What does it mean holy? Holy is bittal, acceptance. A person that wants to be holy, someone that has bittal. Someone that's bittal is a holy person. Someone that's accepting, someone that's humble, walks, in the, walks in the, together with Hashem, that's the ultimate of acceptance. Now, where does Bittl come from? Where does holiness come from? That comes from the sphere of Chachman, the first sphere, and which is the first of sphere, and it actually includes within it all the spheres. So the source for Bittl is Chachma. Chachma brings about Bittl. Where does that mean practically? So in Torah, what is that referring to in, in, in the Torah? That's referring to the first verse of the Ten Commandments. What, the first, what does Hashem say? Anoichi, I am God, your God. But lo yilcha, you shouldn't have any other God. And we know that anoichi, the first two commandments include already within it all the commandments. And the same thing also when it comes to that ten utterance that Hashem used to create the world. And we know it says in the Talmud that Bereshis is also one of the ten, even though it's... Vayoymer is an utterance, Vayoymer, but Bereshit is also one of the ten utterances. Why? Because it's, it's a general utterance, which is including Chachma. So in Torah, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha is Chachma, Bereshit is connected to Chachma. In other words, the idea of Anoichi is that Keser, Anoichi, right Hashem, the Keser is coming down into Chachma. In other words, even though Anoichi, so to speak, is referring to Hashem, he's the crown, the, the king of the world, because, but the fact is, so it's the king, the way it's come, the crown comes down to the world, because when Hashem says, Anoichi, it's actually part of the one of the Ten Commandments. So it's coming into the words of the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments, the, the Ten Aseris and Dibrot, and when, once it comes into Dibur, and it comes into idea of Chachma, so therefore it, it goes into all the spheres. So what the Rebbe is saying is like this, Big Day Kodesh means, that all the garments have to be like they have bittel. Bittel comes from Chachma, and that's really what the Torah is all about. Where you draw in Keser of Hashem into Anoichi, into the Ten, ten Commandments, and in Ten Utterance, you bring Keser into the idea of Chachma, and then you have the idea of bittel, and then you have the idea of acceptance. So that's the big day Kodesh. Now, the Torah is going to go a step further. 
And there was a big question in the beginning, the four times bad, which we have to deal with, the four times linen. So Rebbe says as follows. The garments are made out of what? Linen. Why linen? So the Talmud says that, why, what's the idea of linen? So the Talmud says that linen is something that comes out from the grand, ground, bad bebad. What does it mean bad bebad? So Rashi explains that it comes out a single, um, every single piece of linen comes out on its own. In other words, every kernel comes out on its own. There's no two kernels that come out from one root. Other things that grow, whether it's wheat, corn, etc. So you can have, what, 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 from one thing comes out, there's many, many kernels. However, bad is, linen grows only one at a time. What does that mean practically? So again, bad, what does bad represent? Oneness. Each one on its own. What does that mean practically? We know that the, the prophet Habakkuk says, and he took the whole Torah, and he put it on to one point. What's the point that Habakkuk says? So he says, V'tzadik be'emunasa yichya. Has a tzadik lived? To make it simple, he lives with faith in Hashem. He has faith in Hashem, and because he has faith in Hashem, life is great and everything is wonderful. In other words, all the levels of learning, praying, studying, doing mitzvahs, meditation, all has to be based on the foundation of faith. That's Habakkuk's revolutionary idea. And, and it's a practical idea. You just need one thing. Stay focused. Faith in Hashem. If you have faith in Hashem, everything is easy. It's easy to learn. It's easy to pray. It's easy to do the mitzvot. And that's what, so, so in other words, so bad is linen. Linen is one. Where do we find one? We find one in reference to what? Faith in Hashem. And that's why every one of the garments, and we learned just now, that every one, it's not just a set of garments. Every one of the garments is different levels. There's the level of Yud, Kesed, the way it comes down to Chachma. There's the level of Hey, the way Bina goes into the Midois. There's the level of Vav, the six Midois. There's the level of Malchus, Chachma, Bina, the Midois and the Malchus. Every one of them has to be Bad, has to be out of linen. And those has to be based on faith. Every single level, whether it's Chachma, Bina, the Midois and Malchus, every level has to be on the foundation of faith. Now, by the Jewish people, there's different levels. And as we know, generally speaking, it's brought down in Kabbalah and Chassidus, that generally speaking, there's two types of Jews. And there's many, but in this conversation, there's two types. There are those that serve Hashem with their soul. They're just godly connected. The body doesn't exist in their world. And, and I mean, it, it, it does, but it's not the focus. And those that serve Hashem with their body, physical things. Now, so that's in general, that people serve God with a godly soul. Certain people serve God with the body. More specific, there's there, there's different levels in every person. Like we know, for example, there's the sheichem, shiftechem. There's the 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 the, uh, the heads heads of the people, the, the heads of the tribes. Up until you have the simple people, the water carriers, the wood choppers, etc. What does that mean practically? That they do different work? No, it's referring to different levels in the Jewish people, which is all connected to the ten sefirot. There are certain people that connect to God through chachma, through bina, through das, malchus, etc. Now. We know that the ten spheroids are also connected to the to the to name Yudke Vavke. Why? Because what's the name Yudke Vavke? As we learned, Yud is Chachma, um, He is Bina, and um, Vav is the six emotions, and the last one is Malchus. So you have the lineup of, of you have the lineup of all the spheroids that go that go into go in, go into same Yudke Vavke. Which, as we learned before, it's also connected to the four garments of the priest. 
In other words, that means in every single Jewish person, there's four different, so to speak, images, just like in the, just like in the garments. And every single one, there's different levels. But the point is that even though there's different levels, there's those that serve Hashem with their, with their soul, those that serve Hashem with their body, and those with intellect, and those with emotions, and different levels and different emotions. But the point is on whatever level you're at, one common denominator we all have when we serve Hashem, that we do it out of Amuna. We do it out of faith for Hashem. Every level according to, according to that level. So the point of Bad is, Bad Bavata teaches you that whatever level you're at, intellect, emotions, and malchus, even emotions, whatever level you're at, you serve, whatever level it is, one thing every Jew has in common is, we have faith in Hashem. Now, the Rebbe's going to explain it a step further, and he says like this. Even though, and what, what are we saying? We're saying that Amuna is on every level differently. But there's one second. What is Amuna? Amuna means I have faith in Hashem. Faith, you can't describe it. It's not specific. Faith. So on one hand, we just learned that there's different levels, and whatever level you're at, you have Amuna. But Amuna is basic. Amuna, how do you divide it? Amuna, if Amuna applies to, applies to everybody in all levels. So Amuna is like, there's no levels in Amuna. But nevertheless, Rebbe says, even though on one hand, yes, faith is beyond logic. So, you, so because it's beyond logic, really there is no difference where you're holding, who you are, etc. But the fact is, Rebbe says, but there is a difference. Because we know you can't compare the faith of a, a someone that's like intellectually connected to God to someone that's emotionally connected to God. It's a different type of faith. There is a certain component of faith that we all have faith in Hashem. But someone that he studies and meditates, that level of faith is going to be at a very deep intellectual level. Someone that's excited and passionate with his emotions, their faith is going to be based on emotions. And even in an intellect, it says different levels. If, for example, someone's more of like a chachm type, they just have flashes of ideas. So their faith is going to be at that level. Or, for example, someone's more bina type, they can explain things at length. So they can, their faith is based on in-depth analysis like bina. Um, or, for example, an emotional person. So there's difference between someone that's emotionally charged with love for Hashem and all for Hashem, or someone that's a simple person that has simple faith. In other words, ultimately, there's different levels in faith. And like, for example, like, like, like to explain that based on the verse that says in the Torah, in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu. So what does it say in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu? The Torah says, Va'ish Moshe, the man Moshe Rabbeinu, of Mi'oid, he was the most humble person from all the people that existed on the world. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu was like the most humble person possible. But nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu was such a high level, Moshe Rabbeinu was in awe of the faith, the simple faith of the generation of right before Mashiach. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see in the future, and Moshe Rabbeinu was this brilliant, godly person that went up to heaven, and he looked in the future, he looked at this generation, the people before Mashiach come, he goes, wow, no revelation, no miracles, and they have faith? He was in awe. So Moshe Rabbeinu saw that there is a different level of faith based on a simple person who lives before Mashiach. And up to the point it affected him, and the reason why he was so humble because he was humble for the people in this generation. Even though, you're going to say, what is he so excited about people that have faith? Moshe Rabbeinu? It says in the, in, in, in the Torah, or Amuna, he's the one that fed the faith. He was the king of faith. And Moshe Rabbeinu, but nevertheless, he saw the truth. So what did he, and he saw that he saw Hashem, he saw, he saw, he saw the greatest, 
things that people can see. So why was he so in awe of the faith of people right before Mashiach is coming? And the answer is exactly the point, because you can't compare the faith that Moshe Rabbeinu had to the faith of simple people that didn't see miracles of Sinai, didn't see great revelations throughout their life. The generation of before Mashiach didn't see all those things. And we have faith, it's a whole different level of faith. So even though, so therefore, even though we know it says in the prophets, Pesi Yamin Lachaldavar, a fool believes everything. And who's that referring to? It's Maish Rabbeinu. But nevertheless, even though, even though, so technically, Moshe Rabbeinu believes everything. But nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu was on the level of Chachma. Chachma Vatsilas, on the highest level. So his faith, even though he had faith, he believed everything, but his faith was anchored in Chachma. So because it was anchored in Chachma, so things had to make sense. Faith had to make sense. And that's why he turned to Hashem, we all know, and he said, Lama Yerasa, why did you do this terrible thing to the Jewish people? Why did he do that? Because it was coming from intellect. Intellect had to, had to process through the intellect. And Hashem said, Chaval al-Avdim. Oh my gosh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob never asked any questions. What are you asking all these questions? Now, why did he ask these questions? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was deeply engrossed and he was connected to Chachma. And from Chachma, albeit Chachma of holiness. So you have to understand. What does it mean? Why are people suffering? In other words, because from Chachma, Chachma of Kedusha, you have to understand. And that's why he asked Hashem a question. Chachma asked a question. Why are you doing this? In other words, because Moshe Rabbeinu, Chachma of Kedusha, he has to ask. Or the same thing also, Moshe said, he wants to know the reason for Paraduma, which you know is a, is a chayk, which is a statue, which is a, a, beyond logic. Why? Because since the mitzvah of Paraduma is a statue, which is above intellect, so he, he wanted to hear from Hashem, and he wanted to Hashem, reveal me, help me understand, understand the idea of this chukah. And especially based on what the Medra says, that even after Moshe asked Hashem, it still was beyond comprehension and he had to have faith in it so you see there's there's different levels of faith that are based on the personality of the person now but since Moshe Rabbeinu his faith was on the level of Chachma so therefore he was humbled by the faith of a simple person why because Moshe Rabbeinu's faith was based on Chachma so he had to understand he gives a look at our generation it doesn't make sense. Why are we believing in God? It just didn't make sense. But on the other hand, for us, it's simple. We don't have, doesn't have to make sense. We have faith in Hashem, emun abshuta. We are simple people. Our faith in Hashem is not based on intellect, not based on emotions. It's based on just simple faith. Which is connected to the, the, the last one of the garments of the priest, the mechnesayim, the pants, which is connected to malchus. So that's why we now will understand why by every single one of the garments of the priest, it says bad. And again, it's bad represents what? Faith. Because since there has to be faith on every one of the levels, and every one is different type of faith. The Moshe Rabbeinu faith was one, and the generation before Mashiach is different faith. And that's why it says at four different times faith, a bad, which represents by faith because every one is different. Now, so even though it says bond by each one, and each one represents a different level of faith, but nevertheless, you, so if that's the case, why is, the, why is the priest wearing all four garments? And the answer, he has to wear all four. 
Why? And we look because it has to be four, and you can't have three, and you can't have five. Why? Because on one hand, yes, each one is a different level, but on the other hand, that you need to, you need to have all the garments together. You need a faith, a collective faith. So you need two faiths. You need the unique faith of Chachma, Bina, Das, the emotions, Malchus, etc. But then you need the collective faith. <clears throat> and matter of fact, as we see, how do we know that you need to have special bad? Because the question one is, because you have four times, because you only had one bad, you wouldn't know you need special bad, special linen. Because it says four times, and... The question is why four times? So we learn out there has to be a special linen. And it was because it's four together. So it knows you have each level of unique faith. And because you have all levels together, that's why you're able to learn something special. It has to be a special type of bad. In other words, by doing the faith on all levels, and then by doing the faith all together, then you can have the ultimate atonement. And the completion of atonement which happens by everyone's level of unique faith, but everyone's faith together. Now, who does this avoido, the spiritual work, on all on all these levels? It happens through the Jewish people, and it happens happens a by the, by the Jewish people. It happens by wearing the garments by a Jewish person, and what type of Jew has to be a priest that has to wear it, and um, and who else wears it? The high priest wears it. Now, the high priest is the highest level of holiness that can be. The work that he did, the high priest, was in the Holy of Holies, which is the highest level in space. So the highest level of, of a person was the, ho- the highest priest that wore, wore these garments, as well, as well besides the Karnim. So it's the priest, it, the holiest place in the world. And he served in the holiest day of the year, which is one day of the year, which is Yom Kippur. And which is the holiest, the, ho- the holiest place in time. So we're dealing with, again, the holiest person, a high priest, doing, doing the service, the holiest place in, in, the, in the temple, in Kedish HaKadoshim, and, and the holiest place in time, once a year in Yom Kippur. Now, but the fact is, when the temple existed, it, it was still a finite world. And it was just like, for example, it was once a year, it's a, it's a limitation of time. And the the, 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 the the priest is still finite and the temple is still finite and, and the one and the and the once a year was finite. But Rebbe says today we can do tshuva, we can repent on the level of once a year, and when can we do we can do it always. So today we're not limited to space, because anywhere anyone anywhere can do tshuva. Anyone can do it, it doesn't need a high priest, and you're not limited to time. And when we do tshuva, when we turn to Hashem, then what happens is we do the avodah of the priest and the high priest, so we do it any place, any time, and any person, and the Rebbe says right away, we will go out of Gullus, we will go out of exile. So let's hope and pray that the next class will be in Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim and Kodesh with the Koyanim, doing the work in the Holy Temple, and will God willing, our next class will be in Eretz Yisrael. Have a great and blessed week.